0: Support for Rule Breaker Investing comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. You're confident when it comes to your work and life, at least you should be, right? I hope you are. Rocket Mortgage gives you that same confidence when it comes to refinancing your existing mortgage or buying a home. It lets you understand all the details so you can be confident that you're getting the right mortgage for you. Go to rocketmortgage.com. fool it's the Rule Breaker Investing podcast with Motley Fool co-founder David Gardner. And welcome back to Rule Breaker Investing. Happy summer. I sure hope summer's happy summer should be happy. My summer's been kind of happy. Um, part of what made me happy was having McKenna Hassey join me last week's Rule Breaker Investing. I'm hoping that you enjoyed my conversation with her. If you didn't get a chance, I would highly recommend you go back and listen to an extremely energetic and multi talented young woman who's both a race car driver and a stock market investor, somebody who understands um, what it is to be a rule breaker. And so that was a lot of fun. In fact, I tweeted out on my account, I'm at David G. Fool on Twitter. I tweeted out, Something that was a little shocking, which was that McKenna had a bad crash just a few days after we taped with her. Fortunately, she's all right. But um, the eight seconds or so of that event, if you watch it, you'll see that you never take for granted if you're a race car driver your safety. And there's an additional element of courage that I probably didn't underline enough last week when I talked to McKenna. So congrats to McKenna and her fans for weathering that and coming through okay. Speaking of coming through okay. well, the theme of this week's podcast is kind of about how things have come out so far okay. One year ago this week, I picked five stocks. We're going to review those stock picks, how they've done and what we can learn from them. That's something that you know if you're a Rule Breaker Investing Podcast listener, you know we do that on this show. Some of my favorite shows, because I love to pick stocks. And I love to score those stocks and share that learning back out. And I love it even more when we beat the market. And I think I've reviewed five of these so far. We do it about every couple months or so. Rule Breaker Investing just hit its two-year anniversary, so we're now into our third year. And that means we have enough time, we've done this enough, that I can look back and count now five times we've reviewed past stock picks, including this show. Pretty sure those first four were all beating the market, so I'm proud of that. And thank you for your help, because I get a lot of great ideas from our community. And we'll see if this group of five stocks is beating the market or not. Now, the theme, well, about a year ago, Brexit had just happened. Well, it had happened a few weeks before, but it was very much not just on Britain's mind, but on the American mind. And it roiled the financial markets in interesting and, to me, unpredictable ways. And Inspired by what had happened, I decided to select five companies that I thought in some way spoke to Brexit. And those are the five stocks that we're going to go back over today. Each of these is an active recommendation in either Motley Fool Rule Breakers or Motley Fool Stock Advisor. If you're a member, you will recognize these companies. And you may have forgotten that we talked about them a year ago. But a year ago, I said, I like each of these over the next three plus years. So now we're one year in. So the game's not up yet. But the game's definitely afoot. It's been afoot for 12 months now. And it's interesting to think back, this time last year, the market was at all-time highs. Brexit had happened. On June 24th of last year, I tweeted out, We make fearful the things we don't understand. And I was talking about what I saw as global reactions to Brexit. And a really interesting juxtaposition of the fear of the reporting and thinking about it but against a backdrop of a rising stock market in the face of that. So, let's crawl back into our time machine for a sec, and let's remember summer 2016, when Britain elects to leave the European Union. Again, worldwide shock. A lot of people very troubled in Britain itself, and in Europe, and outside of Europe. But I was saying at the time, the rule breaker in me, when I sense conventional wisdom, when I feel like everyone or maybe not everyone, but too many people think one thing. I start I, there's there's part of me that can't not start to wonder about the other side of that coin. And I was assisted in being a rule breaker a little bit by the performance of the FTSE. That's the 100 stocks that are like the Dow Jones. Of Great Britain. We have 30 Dow Jones industrials here in the United States of America, and we say, How's the Dow doing? or The Dow's up this over the last 10 years. Well, the FTSE is that thing for the London market. And the FTSE had actually risen in the four weeks that Brexit had happened before I did this podcast a year ago. The FTSE had risen 10%, which was a surprise to a lot of people. And now jumping out of the time machine and coming back here to the present day, this taping being done on July 11th of 2017, I can tell you, the footsie's up another 10% over the year, succeeding since. And so, a decision, a political decision, that was by many bemoaned and by some scoffed at, now appears to be continuing to be imminent. It's a gradual process. But, What I watch carefully and respect deeply is where the money goes. because It's one thing to have an opinion or put something out there on a website or to the press. It's another thing entirely to actually put real money on the line and interpret the movements of money. I think that's a really smart and, I would say, often an unconventional thing to view. And what we've seen is that the British stock market has responded very favorably since Brexit. It's now up more than 20%. Uh, since about 13 months ago. So, I think money tells us a lot. And if anything, it says not only were things okay back then, but things look better today. Enough, then, with that brief reflection about Brexit. Let's get to the stocks that we picked a year ago and see how Brexit's treated them. All right, then. Reviewing these five stocks in the order that I presented them one year ago today. First one up, The ticker symbol is GOOG, better known these days as Alphabet. Now, I should say, the stock market, as measured by the S&P 500, the gauge that I use to say how the market here in the U.S. is doing, is up 13% from last year, this week. So, the market's up 13%. That's the baseline we're trying to beat with these five stocks. And I'm happy to say that of these five, Alphabet has been a winner. Alphabet is up 30%. I picked the stock at 720 on this podcast a year ago. It's gone from 720 to 930, as I kept stats this morning. That's a 30% gain, plus 17 Then over the S&P 500. And what I was highlighting about Alphabet a year ago, I still feel just the same today about it. And that is, part of what Brexit was about, to me, was about a country saying, we want to be more independent. We don't want to be part of a regional union. Uh, I think those of us here in the U.S. can relate to that. Imagine if we were a part of some pan-American union to which we had to pay additional monies, or we had to conform to how they do what they do, but we don't. We're just the United States of America. We're pretty autonomous. That's kind of how I view what Britain is hoping to be, once again, because it was before the EU. Anyway, independence is how I think about Alphabet. Alphabet is very independently minded. They have enough cash and enough wherewithal in terms of their innovative capabilities to be pretty autonomous. This is a company that a couple months ago announced that its monthly active Android units, devices accessing and using the Android operating system just crested over 2 billion worldwide. So, just the Android platform on its own gives this company amazing independence. But it also continues to innovate in all the ways we know and would expect that Alphabet will. Think about things like the Google Home device, which is its answer to the Amazon Echo. Um, in terms of AI and machine learning, Google is rolling out, continuing to roll out the Tensor processing unit, which is basically designed for AI and machine learning. So they've got that going on and a lot of other things besides. I haven't mentioned Waymo, the autonomous driving unit, but we're talking about a company that is highly independent, one of the most capable entities worldwide to not only control its own destiny, but change your and my destiny. A company I deeply admire for lots of reasons. Happy to see the stock up 30% over the last year. Stock number 2. And now for something completely different, a much smaller company. Alphabet tipping the scales at about $650 billion in terms of its market capitalization, the price tag, the value of Google. This company, $5 a tiny fraction, less than one-one-hundredth of Google, and that's Euronet Worldwide. Now, Euronet Worldwide is kind of the PayPal of Europe in some senses, an electronic transaction facilitator, but a company that also has a lot of ATM machines in India. It is a payments and payment transfer company. This is a company that has a deal with Walmart for cash transfers to Walmart customers through the year 2020. So, a lot of different approaches to payment. Now, Euronet Worldwide, that's because it's primary business base is in Europe, and that's why I was thinking about the growth of electronic transactions and how I foresee more trade and more commerce as a result of Brexit. And somewhat ironically, Euronet Worldwide is based in Leewood, Kansas. You can puzzle that out some other time, but just a few fun facts about Euronet Worldwide. Here's another fun fact. The stock is up 22% since we picked it. It was at 72 a year ago. 87 today. So, yes, that's the second market beater. It's up nine percentage points over the S&P 500. I continue to like Euronet worldwide. It's one of those more opaque businesses where you and I are going to have a hard time following it as consumers. Um, It's much less accessible than a consumer brand, even like PayPal, or maybe Apple Pay that a lot of us might might know. But from ATM machines right through to electronic transfers, this is a relevant company that's grown somewhat through acquisitions. So, to get to a $5 billion market cap today, which is a small cap company, but much larger than small startups, it'll probably continue to acquire others and try to gain a certain scale so that it ends up being a major player. But I like this slow and sleepy rule breaker going forward. So, it's been a good last year for Euronet worldwide and stock number 3. But, hold your horses, got to pay the piper. Support for Rule Breaker Investing comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Chances are you're confident when it comes to your work, your hobbies, your life. Rocket Mortgage gives you that same level of confidence when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. With Rocket Mortgage, you can apply simply and understand fully so you can mortgage Confidently, this is a company that we regularly advertise on all Motley Fool podcasts—a fine sponsor and partner. And I know a lot of Rule Breaker members are using Rocket Mortgage to get started. Go to RocketMortgage.com/fool. This is an Equal Housing Lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLS ConsumerAccess.org number 3030. All right, stock number three, and here's a little foreshadowing. This is the only loser of the five we picked a year ago. And this one's been quite disappointing for a surprising reason. The company is Hain Celestial. Ticker symbol is H-A-I-N. Hain Celestial is a company that manages organic food brands. So, a lot of the brands that you might see or recognize, let's say if you shopped at Whole Foods or other organic food supermarkets these are Hain Celestial brands and in particular it's that second word i was highlighting a year ago because celestial comes from celestial seasonings which a lot of us know as a tea brand and we all know the british like their tea so it was natural for me to include hain celestial in my five brexit inspired stocks unfortunately i didn't know at the time that hain celestial which was at all-time highs about $51 a share a year ago. I didn't know that approximately one month after last year's podcast, Hain Celestial would announce that it wasn't going to announce its quarterly earnings. It had had some irregularities. It needed to re-examine its finances before it felt comfortable reporting its fourth quarter earnings. And that process became far longer drawn out than any of us would ever have imagined with the SEC probably at some point breathing down the company's neck. Finally, just within the last four weeks, here in the summer of 2017, Hain finally got around to reporting its earnings. I think a lot of people were skeptical about whether some books were cooked or what exactly was happening. How could a public company wait almost a year to report how it was doing? And as the company finally ended the mystery within the last few weeks, we found it wasn't that big a deal. In fact, it felt very anticlimactic, as Hain essentially said, no big deal, here are the numbers, they're kind of what you thought. The numbers themselves weren't that great. The company has kind of hit a growth hurdle, and the stock today has dropped to $39 a share. In fact, the whole business of organic food has been under some stress, and certainly Amazon purchasing Whole Foods. Amazon was buying a company that had gotten severely beaten up in recent years. Uh, so, this whole market has been a tough place to make money if you're a stock market investor. And so, Hain is kind of the company that hasn't had somebody come along and buy them out. As a consequence, Hain is down 24% from when I picked the stock a year ago, again, against the S&P, up 13 So, that's a 37 in the loss column for our Brexit-inspired stock list. I'm going to continue watching this company going forward. The CEO, Erwin Simon, somebody that I've not been a huge fan of, and I'm slightly less a fan of his, now that the stock, which is a Motley Fool Stock Advisor pick that I first selected in April 2012, now that it is no longer a market beater. In fact, a year ago, I was a big fan of Erwin Simon and Hayne Celestial, because that stock was up 120%, and the S&P 500 was up 50% over those four years or so. But now, it's well under the market, and for my five stocks this week, it's my one dog. So Hayne, Get your act together. Which brings us to stock number four. And stock number four of my Brexit inspired stock list is Priceline. The ticker symbol is PCLN. This is obviously the travel giant. Why was it on my mind a year ago, beyond that it's been one of our best performing stocks of all time and one of my biggest personal holdings? Well, it was on my mind because in the face of the Brexit announcement, there was a lot of doubt about whether firmer borders might mean less travel, harder to get around. Europe, an unfriendly Britain, an unfriendly place now. People wouldn't want to travel there to or from. And Priceline was actually hammered. In just a few days, in the face of Brexit, the stock dropped 15%. So, it was starting to bounce back, as I did this podcast a year ago, But I'm really happy to say the stock a year ago today was at $1,345 a share. That's right, one of the more expensive stocks on all the U.S. markets. Priceline from $1,345 has gone to today's $1,930, so up about $600, or 43%. If you remember, the S&P 500 was up, what, over the last year? That's right, you've been listening carefully, 13%. so that's 30 percentage points ahead of the s p 500. you know booking.com which Priceline bought in 2005, is the number no. one travel site. It's kind of like Priceline for Europe. so booking.com is the clear and away business leader for flights and hotels, etc. and that business continues to be very vital despite a lot of the pessimism a year ago driven by Brexit. So, you and I have benefited if we've bought or held, as I have Priceline, over the last year. Sometimes, here's one side feature I want to mention. Sometimes we may forget that Priceline owns Open Table. So I'm a big Open Table fan. If you enjoy booking tables, getting points, sometimes some free food through Open Table, Priceline owns Open Table, that acquisition in 2014. So it's not just a travel stock anymore. Anyway, that was Brexit stock number four. And finally, number five. And I saved the best for last because Brexit stock number five, the ticker symbol is TSLA and the company is Tesla. A year ago today, it was at $225 a share. As I computed my stats this morning, it's up to $324, up $99 a share over the last year, and that's 44%. 44% for a company, and, and why did I include this company? 44% for this company, and why did I include Tesla in my Brexit-inspired stock list? Admittedly, Admittedly, the connection was tenuous, and it was mainly a play on words, but we do that too on this show. I was thinking about the word autonomous, and I was thinking about how the U.K. had elected more autonomy going forward, and how could you not also think about autonomous driving, since Tesla is certainly an early leader in that emerging mega story. So, autonomous, U.K.'s future, autonomous, Tesla's driving, tenuous, yes, but our best performer over the last year and obviously Tesla in the last year has acquired Solar City um, its sister company really at the time since they were both Elon Musk companies. Uh, Tesla is just starting to roll out its model 3 car this month. And it remains a company with a great future. It's also a stock that's sold off a little bit in recent weeks, as some people said they're not actually going to sell as many or ship as many Model 3s as they initially said they would by the time they said they would. And a lot of us who watch Elon Musk have kind of gotten used to that, because we sort of think Elon puts big, big goals out there. He never quite hits them, but by putting the big goal out there in the first place, he and his company seem to achieve far more than they would have otherwise. So maybe this is the latest version of that. We'll see. But Tesla stock, 44 percentage points up. That's a plus 31 over the market. So let's tally the stats for our Brexit inspired stock list after one year of holding. And I'm happy to say that it's exactly 50 percentage points ahead of the market divided by five stocks. That means each stock averages a 10 percentage point gain over the market averages over this last year. All right. Well, three quick thoughts in closing then. The first is, this is a three plus year game. So, we're talking about the game in baseball terms. If you're a baseball fan, we just finished the third inning. There's a lot more ahead. We're not going to celebrate too early. At the same time, it's nice to be winning. Whatever your sports match you're thinking of, it's nice when your team has a good lead early on. That usually bodes pretty well, but it's just one year of three. That's thought number one. Thought number two it's good to think about the world. That's what investing does for me. I hope it does it for you by thinking about what we should invest in, we have to ask questions about what's happening in the world. Where's the world going? And I think one thing we all do as Rule Breakers, and at our best, we do this very well at our best, is think unconventionally. Don't follow the headlines. Don't necessarily take the same view that everybody else is taking. I talked to my friend Aaron Bush. He talked about how he recently visited a country, I won't even name it because I don't want to incite any negativity, but he said, this country in Asia that I went to, it's amazing how how much people conform and how, how much conformity is a part of this impress, otherwise impressive nation's core values. Uh, and he picked that up partly because he knows a the family there and he spent a few weeks there in this particular country. So, I would say we're kind of the anti-conformity gang here, if you're listening to Rule Breaker Investing. We're going to be rewarded, not in every case, because non-conformity for its own self is not necessarily something you and I should pursue. It's when it makes sense. When you do see something better, or you think people are missing something, so we do end up buying these stocks or take this viewpoint. But investing, this is point number two investing forces us to think about the world. And by doing so, you will make better financial decisions. And then my closing point is one that I'll double underline a lot on this podcast, and that is. Ain't it nice to be stock pickers? Isn't it nice not just just to be mailing it in with index funds and big dumb money thinking, but actually to be selecting companies because I found we consistently are rewarded for doing so? And without pounding our chest too hard here at Rule Breaker Investing as I mentioned, We've now done five reviews of five stock lists. And unless my memory is failing me, I think we're winning on all of them. I know it's been a good market, but we're not just saying we're up. We're saying we're ahead of the stock market averages. And so, by being a Rule Breaker and thinking unconventionally, and joining in with our merry band, I hope that you're feeling the rewards, because I think we're generating them. And we should expect to do so, because the truth is, choosing and choosing well will be rewarding, both with your investing life, and I hope things like your marital life, or all the other choices that we make in life, I hope you're making good decisions. You will be rewarded for that. So, now to close, if you find this podcast rewarding, you know what? I hope you'll throw me some stars. If you want to send us a review on iTunes or Spotify or whatever platform you choose to listen to Rule Breaker Investing, throw us some stars. Let us know how we're doing. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that you can check out past episodes of Rule Breakers and all of The Motley Fool's wonderful podcasts at our podcast center. Just go to podcasts.fool.com. While you're there, you can check out our flagship service, that's Motley Fool Stock Advisor. A new issue of Stock Advisor comes out the third Friday of the month with two new stock recommendations from me and my brother Tom Gardner. You can check it out by going to the podcast center and scroll to the bottom of the page, and that's podcasts.fool.com. Or, Check out rulebreakers.com to learn more about our service that focuses on disruptive growth companies like, well, we've talked about a few here. Alphabet is covered in rule breakers. Euronet worldwide is covered in rule breakers. Tesla is a rule breaker, etc. And thanks for listening this long. I feel like I owe it to you to tell you what we're going to do next week. So next week I'm going to try pick it up there. So next week we're going to kick off a new sometime series. This is going to be not story stocks. We hear a lot about story stocks. These are going to be stock stories. It's going to be stock stories volume one. Take some of the companies, the stocks that we've picked over the course of time in Rule Breakers or Stock Advisor, tell some stories about them. What did we learn from holding or not holding this or that stock? What are some of the most compelling stories that I can find across our supernova universe and having picked these stocks for the last 15 years? So, Stock Stories Volume 1 next week. In the meantime, Fool On. As always, people on this program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Molly Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. Learn more about Rule Breaker Investing at rbi.fool.com.